This episode of the Rock Solid Podcast is brought to you by U-Turn Audio. Brilliant sound starting at 199 bucks. Everyone deserves a remarkable listening experience, and you'll get it with U-Turn Audio. Check them out at U-TurnAudio.com. Hi, I'm Belinda Carlisle, and you're listening to the Rock Solid Podcast. Ooh, baby, do you know that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. I can't afford to be here. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. A song away. A song away. Hey, everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me in the Zoom room today to promote her new EP. Kismet, please welcome Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, Ms. Belinda Carlisle. Good morning, Belinda. Good morning. How are you? I am good. Where are you right now? I'm at home in Mexico City. In Mexico City. Now, you seem to travel a lot. Mm. I want to ask you, first of all, what's your favorite location to wake up in? I love waking up in India and uh, probably south of France, but India probably. I love it. Have you been to every place you've ever wanted to visit, or are there still things uh, and places on your bucket list that you need to go to? Well, in 10 days, I'm off to Turkey to see all the Southeast Turkey near Syria to do all the biblical um, legends like Noah's Ark and Abraham's tomb and all that. Um, the only, the, the one, there's a couple of places. Bolivia is as on the, my, I'm going to do Bolivia next year. And um, yeah, I think that's probably it. But I mean, I'm always, there's so many places to see. I'm, I'm an armchair traveler when I'm not traveling too. Uh, it seems like that's like a real passion for you. Anytime I see one of your posts on Instagram, it's, uh, it's always cool. It, it, it allows us people who don't get to travel as extensively as you do to, uh, see the places you are. And I, I appreciate it. It's fun. So thank you. Oh, it's fun for me. I love it. It's, it, it's, it's, you know, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a travel agent, but I thought being in a band was a much better way to see the world. <laughs> uh, absolutely it is. And then you have people uh, doing the travel for you when you're in the band. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Let's talk about this new EP, Kismet, uh, five songs, and all the songs are written by Diane Warren, the legendary right. Diane Warren, Academy right. Award nominated. Diane Warren. <laughs> you guys have not worked together since your second proper solo album, uh, Heaven on Earth. Diane wrote right. the songs uh, I Get Weak, which went to number two. It's crazy. Can walk and talk. Can eat, can sleep. Oh, I'm in love. Oh, I'm in I completely lose control. All that's left of my strength is a memory. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
and World Without You. Right. So why haven't you two worked together since then? I just, I, I don't know why. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, you know, we just went our separate ways for a while. Um, I guess, I mean, it, it wasn't, it was, I don't know, she's busy, I'm busy. And then the reason why this happened is my son ran into her at a Starbucks and she said, what is your mom doing? And so they called me and she said, get to the studio. I have some hits for you. And I thought, well, do I really want to do it? Because it's a, it's a big commitment. Do I really, and I was planning on slowing down and um, living a different kind of life and, uh, you know, still working on the occasion, but not doing anything like this. And I went to the studio because you can't say no to Diane and, and it would be stupid if I did. And she played me some amazing songs and I said, okay, let's go. So that's how it happened. And, you know, she hasn't changed a lot. I mean, she's, uh, she's, her work ethic is incredible. You know, she's probably even more talented than she was back then when she first started because she's honed her craft and, and she's just, she's an amazing, amazing person. And you get five Diane Warren songs. I mean, yeah. a lot of people get one, maybe two <laughs> on an album. Right. This is an EP. Every single song is a collaboration between the two of you. You right. as singer interpreting the words and Diane as songwriter. Did she only present to you five songs or did she present more songs and you picked the five you wanted? How did that work? I think she maybe presented six or seven songs of uh, these five. I mean, it's really, it was really strange because I'm very fussy and, you know, I know what I like and I'm very, very, uh, just very clear on that kind of thing. And first I listen to the melody to see if it's something that I want to sing. And then I look at the lyrics and melodically for the songs that I, I mean, by the, the first lesson, I can tell whether it's something that I'm interested in. And then I look at the lyrics and it was just like, it was just manna from heaven. You know, it, it, uh, it never, ever happened like that in, in my life. And, and, uh, where just so many amazing songs just like dropped all of a sudden into my lap. Usually you have to look for them or they have to be written. I mean, I worked with Rick Knowles for years and, and I was, I mean, I was lucky in that way because I was almost kind of like his muse or whatever. Right. So he'd write songs with my voice in mind. And Sundown all around, walking through the summer's end. Waves crash, baby, don't look back. I won't walk away again. But this was just like, like a, like a download, like a dump, like a, you know, just all of a sudden, like these just amazing songs disappeared. So, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't hard making the decision to, to do them. And I, 
you know, I really, like I said, I was very hesitant because once I put myself into a project like this, I mean, I, you know, I'm very committed and I, it's a lot, it takes, takes a lot of time. Right. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. And uh, and your last two albums, uh, full-length albums, were not this type of music. You no. kind of took a left turn on both of those. This is really your first, if I want to call it pop rock music since 2013 and your single son. Right. That's right. That was like, that was like a one-off um, that I did with Gabe Lopez. Um, but I mean, as far as like a full length album, it was 1997. Right. With the release of Woman and a Man. I was high and dry. Don't ask me why. We took the wrong turn that day. And I was like really disillusioned after, you know, like I was dropped when I turned 40 on my birthday, you know, and, and like a lot of, and I, and I was at a cross crossroads in my own life where, I mean, I didn't know what I wanted to do and, and um, um, wasn't even sure whether I wanted to do anything. And then, um, you know, living in France, I lived in France for 24 years and I really am a huge fan of French pop music and a lot of the French artists. And then, you know, with when I got sober 18 years ago, I went straight ahead into working on Voila, my French album. These you keep on, they say, 
the first time in my life where I got to experience working from the heart and not being on a hamster wheel and having to like, you know, turn out the hits and, and, you know, work within like certain constraints and have to have like that single, you know, it's like, you're reaching for that single. It has to, is it a single? Does it sound like a hit? You know? And I just didn't, that, that was the first experience I had where I didn't work that way. And I was like, my God, this is like the most freeing, um, amazing way to work and and just experimenting. So I did voila, and then you know I really didn't want to do English speaking pop. Did my Wilder Shores album because I'm a a chanter. I I, I chant every day. got that out of my system and really was just um wanting to slow down so this is all a big surprise to me this whole this whole project that's why it's called kismet because it was a series of like events and circumstances and chance meetings that came you know that came to this where i'm talking to you about an ep i just finished so it's all kind of it's all very strange and, and and amazing well, thankfully, your son James ran into Diane. And uh, for people who don't know, your son James, I follow him. I live in Los Angeles. I follow him on Twitter. And I find him to be a positive citizen of the planet. So good parenting on your oh, part. thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, the, the EP comes out on May 12th. I've had a chance to hear everything. For me, this is you have five singles, five songs. <laughs> they could all be singles. Yeah. So yeah. you really hit a home run with Diane. Yeah, I mean it's they're really good. I mean, I I think they're on par with um some of the earlier stuff that I did, like on the Heaven on Earth album and Runaway Horses. I mean, they're really solid, great pop songs. And they were a lot of fun for me to sing. Um and you know, I it's just it it's really kind of amazing to me that she could have given these songs. I mean, like you said, they they could be singles. Yeah. That she gave them to me and not like 
you know, somebody, usually songwriters are like itching to get it to like Miley or, or right. somebody that's in the charts. So it was really, it's, it's, it, it amazes me that she actually um, thought of, thought well enough you know, of me to, to give me these amazing songs. They're amazing. Well, the thing is, you just said that you were dropped from your label when you were 40. Um, right. You don't shy away from how old you are. That was 24 years ago. Right, right. If your voice wasn't up to snuff, Diane probably would have given these to someone else. But you sound fantastic on these re- on this record. It's Thank unbelievable. You. Thank you. Uh, the Thank first you. song that everyone's got to hear that's out, I'll call that the first single, it's Big Big Love. Looking for a big, big love. It takes up all the space in my heart. I'm looking for a big, big love. The kind that can tear me apart. And I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. The big, big love. Big, big love. Big, big. When you get the lyric sheet, I imagine you have to have a connection with the words or else you're not going to be able to sing it and you're not going to be able to really put yourself into it. So uh big, big love. How did you connect with these lyrics? Well, I mean, I think with, with, with every song that I've ever sung, cause mostly in, in my career, I've been the singer, the singing, interpreting lyrics. And right. I've, you know, had this amazing rich life and done everything, been there, done that pretty much. And so I can kind of, put myself in in a mindset where I remember a person or event or a relationship or anything where I can actually, it's almost like acting, I guess, in a way where I just get into it and uh, I can connect 99% of the time with somebody or someone or some, some place. So, and it it was the case with, um, with big, big love and all the songs. And it was, before that, I mean, and, and I was totally wrong. I thought one of the reasons why I would never do an English speaking uh, pop album is because I would think that the lyrics would have to be age appropriate, which is a totally, uh, I was totally wrong about that because, you know, I have had those experiences where I've, I can, I don't have to feel that way now, but I can go back to a time and, uh, you know, a, a time and place in my life where I did feel like that. So, you know, it's opened up. I haven't like limited myself to this tiny box where it has to be age appropriate. You know, right. it, it doesn't have to be because if I can feel it and, 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 you know, emote or whatever, then somebody else can feel that and put that, you know, to a person a time place in their lives too. Exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Rolling Stones are going to release new music this year. I'm sure they're not going to be singing about being grandfathers and stuff like that. That's not going to be what they lean into. Um, The album, again, I want to say comes out May 12th. You'll be able to get Mm it vinyl, digital, everywhere. Right. Right. Um, You brought up Rick Knowles. I had the pleasure of seeing you in Thousand Oaks this past November Uh, when you brought Rick out. That was really cool. Um, The set list was stacked with hits, solo, and with the Go-Go's. And... What I want to ask you about your live performance is when did you start performing without your shoes? I spent a long time. 
I, I've, I've been doing it. I mean, there's been times when I have worn shoes, but I think for the most part, it's been since like 1983. <laughs> and you just get your toes I, into that carpet. No, and, and I do see like old footage of when in the punk days of when I used to wear stilettos on stage and yeah. saying, now it's become like this weird thing where I have to take them off because it doesn't feel comfortable singing and wearing right. shoes. So, um, yeah, to me, it's like, you know, it's just so freeing. And this the whole thing. Actually, Thousand Oaks was was such a, an emotional experience for me because I grew up there and I went to school right down the street. and I lived right down the street from the Civic uh, Civic Arts Center. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, that was a, a special night, but yeah, I don't think I'll ever go back to wearing shoes now. I mean, I haven't no. in 40 years. It's yeah. dangerous uh, dancing in stilettos anyway, around the stage. Yeah, it is for sure. At this age. Yeah. My favorite thing to do, I don't know if this is on purpose, but I think you wear those shoes for like one song, then you kick them off. Then a roadie yeah. comes out, a roadie comes out and them. scoops them up, which is hysterical. <laughs> yeah sometimes i do sometimes it they don't, depends on where i'm working but um but yeah i mean I, when i just had finished the uk tour they were they, they would always just be sitting wherever i left them so i just picked them up and go off stage so and i used to bring know, my purse on stage too so back <laughs> in the old days <laughs> and just so you know i i live in woodland hills so thousand oaks is right in my backyard so right, right. perfect for me to go to the show and now a word from our sponsors Hey folks, Pat Francis here from the Rock Solid Podcast. I want to talk to you a little bit about U-Turn Audio. Let me tell you something. I own a couple of these Orbit turntables. Brilliant sound, simple design, pure analog experience. They come in a multitude of colors. They look cool. They sound even better. You got to get one of these. And you know what? If you want to make your listening experience even better... I recommend plugging in a pair of their Ethos-powered speakers. Look, the turntable has a built-in preamp. All you do is plug these things in, turn them on, drop the needle, and go. Old-school analog power that fits on your bookshelf. Ultra-low distortion, amplification meets classic speaker design. We are talking about Ethos, high-fidelity stereo speakers that deliver immersive analog sound. The link is in the description, but it's easy. U-TurnAudio.com. Now back to the show. Okay, of the four other songs, is there one picked to be released next? Do you know which one it is? I think it's going to be If You Go. It's not like I won't survive if you say with I couldn't do that to me, all right. which, but I don't know. I mean, they're all like, it could be deeper could, into you, yep. you know, sanity. So, could be anyone. So sanity is like, I think my, 
one of my, well, I go that between that and I, I couldn't do that to me are my favorites, but sanity is totally, well, it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I couldn't do that to me. If we're going to put a, a category to it, that's the ballad of the five. Right, that's right. the most ballad of the five. And it's right. great. I mean, it's, it's, I can't pick a favorite. I really can't. It's just, oh, thank you. It was so refreshing to drop the digital needle and hear these five songs and hear how great you sounded, which I knew because I saw you live recently. But just, uh, this is so killer. And I hope, I hope people seek this out and find it because as yeah. you said, she could have given these songs to Pink or, or Miley or whoever, but, but, you're the conduit and you're just, you're nailing it. So. Oh, thank you so much. It was, it was like, it was such a blast singing them, such a joy singing them. So I, I feel very, very lucky. I want to go back to your first studio album for a minute, 1986 Belinda. This album cover for me is so perfect. It tells me exactly what I'm going to hear before I even listen to it. And that photo on the cover gives me such an Anne Margaret vibe. I just love it so much. Well, I mean, I'm, I was, it is, it is sort of Anne Margaret. I mean, I'm, I was always been obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. So um, we were looking for inspiration from a lot of her old stills. And so um, there was a lot of her in black leotard and black yep. turtleneck. So <clears throat> that's what we do the inspiration from for the album cover. And Matthew Ralston shot it. But it was funny because um, it was unnecessary, but I, I went to like jazz classes before I had to try to get some of her moves down for the photo session. It was totally impossible. Possible. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's a, she's it. a one of a kind for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now the first single from that album was mad about you. It went to number three. The video is fantastic. Who's this gentleman that plays your male love interest in this video? 
It's my husband. In fact, today's our wedding anniversary. It's 37 what? years. Today is so, your wedding anniversary? Yes. And you're doing this? Well, we're, I'm I'm cutting my day short so we can go out for lunch and, and have a day out. But um, but yes, he's he's my love interest in that in that video and also in the Heaven on Earth video. Now, of course, I did know that. I, that was a, yeah. was a fun question. <laughs> Congratulations. 37 years is almost unheard of. Yeah. In, well, in the entertainment industry, but in, it's that's a long time. Did you guys meet before the video shoot or did you meet on that video shoot? No, we met in 19, about uh, 1980, into 1984. So we, we had been living together for about a year and a half before we made that video. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. You can, you can <laughs> see the, uh, you can see the chemistry. The sizzle. Uh, yeah. What is, uh, what's the secret? What's the secret to your marital success? Oh, I've been married 25 years. So wow, wow. yeah, I'm getting that. That's a big, that's, that's a, that's a feat. That big, yeah. big Thank I you. think in this day and age, I think, I don't know. I mean, we, we, we have a good time and we, we, I mean, you know, we're best friends. So, um, and we're just very lucky, you know, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that's probably it. I, I just think that there's a lot of luck in that too. Yeah. I mean, you know, to be together for that long, you do have to work at it, you know, and, and, um, you know, we, you know, there's with like with anything, there's up, ups and downs, but we've never ever like threw in the towel. And I mean, we've just always there were issues. We've always worked on them. And you had you had threw out thrown out the number uh, that you've been, uh, I think, clean and sober for eighteen years. Eighteen years, yes. Which means uh -huh. that there were many years of the marriage in which you weren't. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I don't think there would have been 37 years if I had carried on with the way I was going. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there was a, it, yeah, that was, you know, one of the things we had to work through, of course. Um, but with any relationship, you have to, you know, it, you have to really work, work at it right. to make and it I, successful. So. Yeah. I always tell people, I, you all, you have to like the person before you can love the person. I mean, exactly. that's what I, I think. And you can like the person without loving them and vice versa. Yeah. Love the person without liking them. So. True. True. Yeah. Mad About You, that song features a fantastic guitar solo from Andy Taylor. Just right. so wonderful, and it, it always great to see him uh, in the video too. Just, uh, it's almost like yeah. a cameo. You just kind of look over, and there he is. Just happens to be sitting there playing the lead guitar. I know, bless him. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's an incredible talent, and and uh, I I really remember how that came about. It was. Um, how I know I, I could have been a case of just asking. I've always been a huge Duran Duran fan, yeah. so I probably just asked. So, like in the same sense as uh, like with George Harrison or brought Brian Wilson, you just ask. You never don't you know you never know. Yep, and uh, George Harrison, of course, uh, plays slide guitar on "Leave a Light On." Right.
No, I mean, he played lead guitar in two, two of the songs, and that was a case of just asking. Yeah. You know? And you're in the studio with George Harrison when he does this? No, unfortunately I wasn't because we were recording that album in France and he was in the UK. So he did his parts and sent them to us, but he's never, he hasn't worked with maybe one other person outside of his solo stuff, traveling Wilburys and, and the Beatles. So, yeah. I mean, it was, I feel very, very, you know, <laughs> like beyond grateful that I got, you know, got to work with him, even though it was remotely. Yeah, and he um he must have liked the songs, and he must yeah. have uh, number one enjoyed you. Well, his his um his widow uh, Olivia did leave a message saying that he, that she found a, a cassette tape of Runaway Horses, and she said she wanted me to know that he did love my voice. So I was I was very flattered about that. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And Brian Wilson, who, I mean, I grew up with the Beach Boys and I sang backgrounds on his albums and he sang background on... One of my uh, albums, A Woman and a Man, a song called California. So. I remember I was in the tanning salon When I heard that River Phoenix was gone They say that only the good die young But that ain't true where I come from took a lot for me to say I want to walk away LA from the shots and the Chardonnay in California in California four in the morning we were in our beds the same palm tree yeah I mean I've worked with a lot of amazing people through the years you really have it's been a stellar career yeah uh, now your autobiography lips unsealed came out in 2010 right how many new chapters have you lived in the past 12 <laughs> years um everybody says i could write book two but i don't think that's going to happen i think um i mean if i was going to write another book i do have another travel book in me like okay. a really good travel book so it would be more about that than anything else, I think, you know, because um, I have done some crazy things. I mean, I'm I do like adventure travel. So um, it, if I do, it'd be it'll be it would be that. All right. Well, and maybe you could interject some some things that have happened to you over the years within that book. Yeah, you never maybe know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a mini autobiography within the travel book. Yeah, um, could could be. Could be. Never know. The song, If You Go, uh, I love the line, so please take me if you go. It's yeah. just, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, go, 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 yeah. Yeah, it hits it's me. A, it hits me. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a really great song. That was actually the, uh, that was the first song that I heard. I think it was 
Yeah, and I loved it. But then when I heard Big Big Love, I was like, wow, that's that's uh that was amazing hearing that yeah. song for the first time. Let's go back and talk about 1987's album Heaven on Earth. How exciting is it when Heaven is a place on earth goes to number one? Well, that song changed my life completely. And yeah. I never, I mean, the only number one I had before was with the Go-Go's Beauty and the Beat. And that was a big, that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, but we never had a number one single. They were always like number two. Yeah. Um, so this was, this was, especially on a global level, it was like, it was a, an amazing thing. You know, it was a, a weird concept to get my head around. But it was, I knew that we were, we were recording it, that I had every chance to be as big as it, it turned out to be because yeah. it was it had that special quality to it. And for me, any song that has Kenny Aaron off on drums okay. is just elevated through the roof. Yep. I love Kenny. Yeah. I just saw him not so long ago, but he's, yeah, he's an amazing drummer and, and uh, he's a powerhouse for sure. All right. Here come the, in, the inevitable go-go's questions very quickly. Okay. First of all, how important was that rock and roll hall of fame induction for you personally? I think it, um, I didn't realize how important it was, it, it was going to feel, um, to, I think, well, going back a little bit to the documentary, which told the story of the band, which a lot yes. of people didn't know about. And I think if it hadn't been for that, we might still be waiting around for the rock hall because it was kind of undeniable yeah. when you saw this, when you heard the story about, we did everything ourselves, self-taught, um, you know, never compromised. And so when we were in that night was like it was magic i mean it was like it was a great way to cement the legacy of the band yeah and just it was like a new it, the, everything shifted the attitude towards the band completely shifted with with the documentary and with that there was yeah. definitely like a newfound respect and i always thought that the go-go's you know were sort of overlooked you know and sort of written off as like fluffy pop. And of course people assume to come from a TV show or like, you know, Simon Cowell or Simon Fuller or someone like that. Right. But um, I always felt that, that um, we were kind of overlooked. And, and now with, with both of those, the documentary and the rock hall, it's people really, you know, really revere the band as a band that really, I know it, we we did a lot for women in music and yep. also for music, just that the music in that era. 
yes, your your musical legacy is now it's undeniable. People can't yeah. deny the go go's anymore. Deny it. No, they can't. They can't. All right, this is my one hardball question. Okay. We haven't really had a proper go go show with all five members on stage in a very very long time, and that's because you know of of uh, health things with Gina surgeries and right. things. Do you ever feel guilty that you actually hold all the cards <laughs> in regard to go-go activity? Cause you like sting with the police. You kind of do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is kind of undeniable. I don't like feeling like that. Yeah. Um, and, but I mean, I don't know, even if I didn't feel like that, I don't know if, um, you know, if, there ever would be the possibility of all five members being able to be on the stage because everybody has issues, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so I don't even know if that was, would be a possibility. I feel, and, and, and some of the other girls feel the same way that it was a great way to the, the, the raw call induction was a great way to like, let's call it a day now. Okay. What there's, you know, that's like, you can't, you know, they can't get any higher than that. You right. know, I mean, there's no reason to really, I don't really like slogging it out, you know, and, and I have other things I want to do. The other right. girls have other things they want to do. So I don't think there's ever going to be a possibility of that happening, to be honest. All right. I, but I had to, you know, I have of to course. ask, and I hope people aren't, don't bombard you with those questions, but I no, I no, no. And I don't mind answering. And I do know, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it, it would be hard to do the go-go's without me. I mean, that's kind of lead singer syndrome. Yeah, it's, you you can't. You know, it's People like wouldn't accept like, it. No. It's it's a it's a weird thing, but um, you know, I hope you know at this point in our lives, I hope that we're all doing exactly what we want to do right. because who knows how much time you know any of us have. Right, and you're out there and you're singing the hits from your solo catalog, and you're singing. Uh, hits from the go-go so right. people can still go and hear these songs live let me ask you about the musicians on the ep called kismet are these uh, the musicians that are in your touring band currently no it's all maddie <laughs> the producer maddie gabriel who's like the, the most unbelievably talented i don't i mean he's like from outer space all I right so he produced it he did most of the instrumentation, um, he sings, he did a lot of the, he did some of the, a lot of the BBs with me. And um, he's just like, you know, does everything. So, but none of, none of my touring band uh, is, on right. the, as, is on uh, any of the, they're not on the tracks now. Just Maddie. All right. Well, Belinda, we are going to wrap it up right now. I just want to let people know where they can find you on Twitter. You are at Belinda Carlisle and on right. Instagram, you are at travels underscore with underscore mrs underscore mason so check belinda out at both of those social media places the album comes out on may 12th vinyl is back so you're going to get it on vinyl right um you'll be adding some of these songs into the current set list i'm sure yes for sure for sure and my final question is, of the five songs on Kismet, which one would you like me to use as the playout song for this episode? I think Big, Big Love. It's, right. it's yeah, it's, it's, um, the it's the first single and it's uh, probably my favorite song of the, of, the, of, the of the five. All right, you've got it. 
Got Everyone, it. go find Belinda on tour. Do you have a proper website, Belinda? I don't know if I do or not, because everybody just goes to Facebook. I mean, yeah. that, that's where all the information is. All right, at. go to Facebook, and, and everything, and Twitter, yeah. and Instagram. You'll find uh, I If I found it, you'll find it. But uh, <laughs> Belinda, and happy anniversary. Thank enjoy you. your day. Thank you. And everyone else, please enjoy the song, Big, Big Love. Take care. Great. Thank you. Bye. for a bit.